0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Kimmy on the Road again. Thank you so much for joining. As a reminder, I am recording on the road. I'm currently in a building with neighbors, on an avenue, with buses. So whatever you hear is super duper authentic. (laughs) This is gonna be the most authentic listener experience I think we've had to date. So actually, a lot of you guessed the next destination, which is, drumroll please. Argentina. Getting into Argentina. So I talked about it in the previous episode, but just to recap, by far, Argentina has the strictest requirements to enter their country. So what are you going to need? Um... The, your vaccination card, you're going to have to get a negative PCR test within 72 hours of travel. You need proof of a comprehensive health insurance that will cover you in case you do get COVID because they're not trying to take care of you. You're going to need your travel itinerary, addresses, phone numbers, contacts, all of that and of course their online form. So basically what you have to do is upload all of that information to their portal, which they then process and then send you a confirmation email, which then you're going to have to print and take to you to the immigration officer at the border crossing. So I crossed by land from Brazil, but I can imagine it's more or less the same process if you would arrive to Argentina by air. So the first stop was Buenos Aires. So Buenos Aires was kind of like the beginning and the end of the trip. And uh, even though I was only there for one day <laughs> at the beginning, I kind of sort of fell in love with Argentina. It is Gorgeous. It kind of reminds me of like a hip European city. I think like Barcelona or Madrid, just, you know, with much better food options. Um, it's just, it's super vibrant. The population is about 3 million. And then the metropolitan area, of course, is, is climbing over to about 15 million. So a lot bigger. Um, but you don't feel cramped. So for example, um, in other big cities, you can, you feel that crunch but in Buenos Aires, you, you really don't. So you've got museums and green spaces, these cool neighborhoods, there's all these events happening. Um, really, it has it all, except diversity. So for me, this is a really big point. So when I visit a new place, it's always kind of a question of, hmm, could I live here? Like, is this my place? And after spending about three years in Korea, I came to realize what is important to me when I'm choosing a country and diversity is essential to my happiness. I never want to be the only, you know, anything ever again. It's exhausting having to live under this kind of microscope. I've already done it and I'm really not interested in doing it again. So Buenos Aires, even though we totally clicked, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's going to (laughs) work. Well, anyway, it's a beautiful city. Like to visit, I would go back in a heartbeat. But living there, I think, would be um, maybe a bit more difficult. And again, they have their history of why there is not more diversity, which is a bit dark. Um, as many countries have their own dark histories, Argentina has, has hers. So actually, um, this leg of the journey in Argentina was the longest um, kind of time that I spent in a country. <laughs> um but there's so much to do there's so much on offer and I wish I even had more time even with the time I spent there I feel like I barely scratched the surface so the first stop after that night in Buenos Aires was Bariloche also known as San Carlos de Bariloche you have got to google it it is like the cutest little swiss inspired town it's sitting at the foot of the andes mountains and the patagonia region and it borders chile like this description doesn't do it justice um it's it's just it's beautiful um and cold and windy and cold, but it's so pretty, you're almost gonna forget how cold and windy it is. So, if you are into nature and skiing and hiking and lakes and glaciers and unreal landscapes, then you are going to have to put Bariloche on your list. Plus, they are very well known for their chocolate. Are you kidding me, you guys? I was in heaven. In heaven. So I saw my first glacier drink from the river of the glacier waters. I saw and heard an avalanche, you know, in the distance. I wasn't in any immediate danger. Um, But I did almost get knocked over by like an Arctic blast of wind. It was so wild. I've never... I don't want to say never. No, no, this has never happened. The wind was so strong that it dislodged my earring from my ear. It was just like, it's like, oh my God, I lost an earring. The wind carried it away. <laughs> so if you've seen the pictures here on the site, kibbetravels.com or on the gram, that crazy blue water you see, that is glacier, glacier, glacial. It's the water from the glacier. <laughs> And it was absolutely amazing. I don't know, like, what happens when you see these these kind of colors that you've never seen or landscapes that you've never seen and your mind is trying to process it. Like, but how? Why? And it's completely natural. So I don't know. It was it was really beautiful. It was a great, great uh, time in Bariloche. And I would 100% without a doubt recommend it. So speaking of delicious nibbles, I think this is a really appropriate time to talk about the food in Argentina. So what is Argentina known for? Meat. Delicious meat. All the cuts, all the varieties. Meat, 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 meat. And it is delicious. The portions are huge and the wine flows plentifully. I ate so well on this trip, I didn't want for anything. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It wasn't like, what are we going to eat today? It's just like, meat, wine. (laughs) Um, This is also probably a good time to talk about um, the current economic situation in Argentina. So you would think like eating steak and drinking just doubting bottles of wine would be super expensive, except for there is a parallel market for money exchange. And I've heard it's quite favorable if you've got um, USD or even Euro. Um, I can confirm that I was made aware of this parallel market, but I can neither confirm nor deny whether I entered into this parallel market. If you are curious, you can look up the dollar blue, which is what it's called, um, and just do like a quick Google search for it. And if you do happen to be in Argentina, you're not going to have to go searching. You're not going to have to wonder like, where could I find this dollar blue? There are men lining the streets whispering, cambio, cambio, which is change, change. Um, Well, of course, with anything that's not, you know, on the up and up, I would caution you to be careful that you don't get got or caught because a nobody got time to be locked up abroad, especially me. So (laughs) that is just an aside. Um, It is an option if you're interested in that to make your dollar stretch a bit further. There is a parallel market. So, Bariloche. It was amazing. This uh, Airbnb I had had this beautiful big kind of like picture window. So just kind of waking up in the morning and seeing this lake. Oh my gosh. I almost didn't want to leave except the internet was shit. And y'all, I'm working. So this isn't like a true vacation in the sense that I've got like time off and, you know, I've put in whatever no. Um, and I work online, so I'm location independent and I can just kind of power up wherever I am. Um, and the internet was really, really unstable and reliable. So just, I mean, keep that in mind. Or or I know you can like buy these travel hotspots. That would have been a really good thing for me to do before I'd left for the trip. But okay, you know, hindsight, twenty twenty. And this is also my first time digital nomading. And I have to admit, I haven't quite worked out the proper balance between like work and play, but hopefully I'm going to get, I'm going to get it together (laughs) because this is like a thing I think I could do. Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, trial run, trial run. This is a big trial run, like two and a half months, but whatever, it's a trial run. So after a marvelous time in Bariloche and just being in nature, which is also something I can recommend for my own personal um, comfort, is doing activities outdoors. Because for me, like being outside in nature, there's just less chances of, you know, the COVIDs. It's not like, you know, being packed into a big city or a dance hall or something like that. So I love being outside anyway. And especially for the COVIDs, I was looking for these places where I could be in nature, and not so kind of focused on staying away from the COVIDs. (laughs) I mean, it's a concern, you know, Um, there's, there's always, you know, variants and mutations and things like that. So kind of the further away from so many people I am, the better for me. And anyway, I'm getting like a COVID test every other day. (laughs) Oh, horrible, horrible. You never get used to it. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But hey, if you want to travel as I do, um, then you know, it's what you it's what you have to do. So leaving Bariloche behind, goodbye, cold and windy, beautiful city. Well, it's kind of a town. Um, next up was the wine region of Mendoza. So it's kind of like a wine oasis in the middle of arid land. It's, it legit looks like a desert and then like this pop of green um, and it's all wine. Ha! It's perfect. Even like flying into the airport, there's like a, a vineyard that the city of Mendoza has. Um, It's not like for sale or they don't, you know, mass produce or anything. It's just for the city. Ah, and it was beautiful. And what was it called? I'm going to have to look up the name. It was something really sweet and like, I want to say poetic. (laughs) I'm going to find it, you guys. I have a picture. It's like, I don't want to forget this. And look, I'm like, what was it called again? Um, But anyway, So what Mendoza does really well is a type of uh, grape that makes the wine Malbec. And you're going to get the history of it and why. Um, And part of their process, because it is so arid, like they go months, months, you know, without rain, they are able to control, right, the amount of water that the grapes are getting. So it's very, very consistent, Um, And when you go on these bodega tours, these are the winery tours, you're going to get to know all about that process. So if I thought that the wine was flowing plentifully before, I was not ready for Mendoza. So what else can you do there? Ah, Drink, of course. Like I said, there are wineries just dotting the landscape. I did two in my short time. I really wish I'd had more time, but Um, it is what it is. I was there for a moment, but I really, really enjoyed it. There are, if you have more time in Mendoza, there are endless excursions and activities that will keep you entertained, I think, for as long as your little heart desires. Um, like I said, mine was a quick trip, but it was jam-packed with goodness. Good food, good wine, and the weather. Ugh, it was just beautiful. I think that would be another place I would live, except for, you know, those things I'd mentioned earlier. (laughs) Who doesn't want to live in wine region? I mean, come on. Um, Yeah. So something I did on this trip, like this kind of Kimmy on the road again journey that I hadn't really done before was the hop on, hop off tourist bus. And honestly, I think the reason I'd never done it is because I'd formed this kind of bad opinion of these types of buses when I was living in Barcelona, you know? It was just like, ugh, these tourists, here they go again. Get out of my way, I'm walking here, you know? So it's always like dodging tourists. So I just equated this hop-on, hop-off bus with these tourists. But actually, for this trip, um, I've done one in nearly every place that I visited. And it is a fabulous way to kind of get your bearings of the city and you can pin places that you want to return to. And then, of course, you're going to get the history of where you're visiting. So if you don't have a lot of time, which was the case in a couple of the locations I was in, look into a hop on hop off. You, you have like you can get like a 24 or even like a 48 hour t- uh, ticket um, and just, yeah, ride around, see what you like. And then the next day, go back to the things because you're going to know. Right. You've already seen it. Um, So now I'm like a super fan of the hop-on, hop-off bus. (laughs) I can't believe it, but they're great. They're really great. Um, I would also caution you to just be aware of attractions that may be closed or horarios, timetables that may be altered because of COVID. So one of the main attractions in Buenos Aires is the cemetery it's a public cemetery. They have these like beautiful um, tombs for uh, normal, I would say normal everyday people, but I mean, they're probably quite rich. <laughs> and even like Eva Perón is buried in the cemetery, but at the moment it is closed, 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 unless, you know, your relative is is buried there, close to tourism, close to outsiders, I guess. Um And it did say that on the Google Maps, (laughs) but me and Google Maps, we have like this love hate relationship because sometimes Google will have you in like an abandoned lot talking about you've arrived to your destination. (laughs) Like, wait a minute, where am I? (laughs) So even though Google Maps said it's temporarily closed, I was like, I don't know, let's just go look anyway. But it is, it's, it's, it's legit closed. Um, So yeah, just maybe manage your expectations. And of course, you know, traveling during the COVIDs, nothing is certain and things are changing literally every day. So um, from a tourism standpoint, just, you know, be prepared that some of the things that you may have wanted to see or do may be either altered or unavailable. So Argentina was absolutely amazing. I enjoyed my time there so much, and part of that was because of the wonderful family who hosted me in Buenos Aires. We actually did the very first guest recording of the Kimmy Travels podcast, On the Road. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is coming up in part four of Kimmy on the Road again. You absolutely will not want to miss the story of Rachel Smith, a commercial litigation and employment law attorney who gave it all up and moved with her very young family to Buenos Aires for her husband's job. We had, gosh, it was such a great discussion and I'm really excited for you all to hear it. So again, thank you for tuning in to Kimmy on the Road again. I really appreciate it. And until the next time, remember, enjoy the journey.